0: the Cosby show ago, and she went to Paris and lived there and she met many famous people at least these are the stories that she tells and as far as I'm concerned they're true. Although A Different World is the season's second highest rated program behind Cosby the addition of Mary Alice is the latest in a number of efforts to spice up the storylines. These children don't want to live with me. I would from Mary Alice, the weekly sitcom is a welcome change from eight shows a week on Broadway, where she won a Tony Award last year for Fences. Coming from a Broadway show, Fences, to a TV sitcom. <sighs> and the mayor of warned me that if I made a certain choice, it would cost me.
1: Good evening. Welcome to the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. That of course was Mary Alice. If you were like me and you grew up and you remember a different world and you remember All Fly Away, Mary Alice was this regal actress with immense talent and she died today at the age of eighty five. Yeah, she was born in nineteen was it forty one? No. Oh, nineteen thirty six died today at the age of or yesterday at the age of 85 and so dr zeus film podcast i always honor those who came before everyone else and she did um so stay tuned dr zeus film podcast we're gonna it's almost friday so we've got some things to discuss stay tuned
2: If you're anxious and want to find out just how good you are at taking it, we'll accommodate you. But let me warn you, Toots hasn't had much practice. Kind of rusty, might slip. That'd be too bad. Because you made real sense upstairs when you said that uh, one rock or more or less ain't worth dying for.
1: So 74 years ago, on... uh well, in 1948, Key Largo premiered. Key Largo was the last of the Bogart and Bacall films. It's a special film. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's one of my favorites of the Bacall-Bogart um, pairing, directed by Mr. John Huston. Talk about an ensemble cast. And you had Edward G. Robinson, and you had Claire Trevor, Claire Trevor went on to win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. It was released July sixteenth, 1948. An amazing film. It was based off of a play by Maxwell Anderson. It did very well. I mean, this, you know, Claire Trevor playing Gay Dawn, singing uh, Moaning Low, and um, being belittled by a uh Edward G. Robinson's character. This is it's such a powerful movie. Yeah. And I and I love the dialogue and I love the characters. But Bogart, come on. Bogart was always good, but uh, set against um Edward G. Robinson who had this fierce fierce style. But the tender moments between Bogart and Bacall. This one was born in a hotel lobby during the last big blow, weren't you?
3: Tom, hello, John. Tom and Johnny Osceola, Frank.
2: How are you do? How do you do? Hello. How are you? We get Mr. Temple message. We here give ourselves up to police.
3: He thinks it's the best thing.
2: What Mr. Temple say, we do. Him, good friend to Indian.
3: Why don't you go on over to the hotel and dad'll call Palm Grove.
2: Thanks, Miss Nora. Mr. Temple told me about them.
3: They really trust Dad Temple, all the Indians. As far as they're concerned, he's the United States of America.
2: You're very happy here, aren't you? Very. You're never lonely?
3: George tell you I met him at a USO dance. He was lonesome, he wanted company. I was working at a defense plant. I knew lots of people, but I was lonesome too. Before George, my life hadn't made much sense. I never had much of a home, and I didn't like what I had. George George gave me roots. When he went overseas, I came down here to stay with his father and roots took home.
1: And so Lauren Bacall is playing a widow and her father in law is played by Lionel Barrymore. Her husband was in the military alongside Humphrey Bogart's character and he died. And um, oh my god, this film. I always like to watch this film when it's hot because you know you cool off. Humphrey Bogart is Major Frank McLeod. Edward G. Robinson is Johnny Rocco, Howard Brown, Lauren Bacall is Nora Temple, Lionel Barrymore is James Temple, Claire Trevor is Don. This is such a great film. A lot of mystery, a lot of intrigue, and, but yeah, it was it was the last film. Because you know Bogart and Bacall, they were gonna do another film together, and then Bogart unfortunately came down with throat cancer, or I think it was cancer with esophagus and and died and um i mean that's I think that's why it's it's regarded as a as a favorite i think not just among Bogart fans. But the fact that you know what happened, and and you know people always go back to the what might have been, and um, that history that Bogart and Bacall shared. I mean, on the screen, think about that. It, I mean, they always sizzled. This is um, Bacall talking about uh, Key Largo. She was one of the last. It turns
4: out to be so many people's favorite movies. In, my, I, in the fan mail that I get, and for some unknown reason, I get quite a bit still, they love Key Largo. Uh, it's had a song written about it. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. I can. know. I know. It was riveting because, you know, of course, it was a great, great cast. Marvelous actors.
2: It was a rarity for John Huston as a director because usually he's taking
4: people off to Parts unknown that are impossible to get to, and of course, this is this was studio. right, yeah, right. Yeah. And it was a, a, a was most marvelous experience because Lionel Barrymore, of course, who I adored, was in great pain all through it in a wheelchair. His legs were filled with arthritis, and he never complained. And He was an amazing man, you know, he composed music mm-hmm. and he was an inventor. And he always thought that nobody wanted to talk to him, and he was the most dazzling, adorable. I was just crazy about him. Wonderful man. And Eddie Robinson, who was a great character and very funny fellow, and Claire Trevor, who was a great friend. We all had a marvelous time together. It seems like Hollywood nirvana, in a way. And I think that's what comes across in the film and why it's a
1: lot
2: of people's favorite But not even
4: Hollywood. It was Warner Brothers, you see, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers did stand up for very first-class movies and casts, and even though Jack Warner didn't understand it, he had no idea what Treasure of the Sierra Madre was about. He just thought it was a quickie and that we should Mm -hmm. get rid of it in a hurry. So, in spite of all of that, they turned out the best movies.
2: Frank McLeod I'm about 12 miles off Boot Key Harbor on my way
4: in Over Hold your course You're headed straight for Key Largo Key Largo
3: The coast of florida sultry heat-ridden cloaked in the strange menace of the sea but stranger still is the destiny that brings these people to this remote outpost to be held at bay with a price on their lives by a man with a price on his head
2: nothing to stop me from wiping you all out what could that do boss forget it her kind's a dime a dozen i say smack her and let it go at that smacking her isn't enough for such an insult he'd have to kill her then he'd have to kill the rest of us, because we witnessed it. But to kill us all or nothing. We rid ourselves of your kind once and for all. You ain't coming back. Who's gonna stop me all there? Filth. You
0: filth. I won't let you go without me. You've got to take me. You've got to. Now get a You've got away from me. Little
2: wildcat. Smell blood, huh? Put your appetite up. You can make your hopes come true. But you gotta die for it. See what I'm aiming? Right at your belly. Go ahead, shoot. Get away, sister. Get away, Nora.
1: So, the trailers of that day were really amazing. Because it made you want to see the film. Key Largo, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there is an alternate ending to Key Largo that I won't go into because you have to watch the film for yourself to really appreciate it. Key Largo was the fourth and final film pairing of actors Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart after Tav and Tav not, 1944. The Big Sleep, 1946, and Dark Passage, 1947. Based on Key Largo by Maxwell Anderson, directed by Mr. John Huston, cinematography by Carl Freund Freud. I mean, this film. And then it has a magic moment. It has a magic moment. And here we are. A little man
2: stepped up here to take an Oscar for having performed a miracle on 34th Street. He said at that time that he believed in Santa Claus. Nobody doubted him. Tonight he will present the award for the best performance by an actress, an actress in a supporting role, and I am sure he will have very little trouble convincing the lady, lady that she too should believe in Santa Claus. I give you everybody's favorite Chris Kringle, Mr. Edmund Gwent. <laughs> Too, Bob, Oh, you know, with the holidays over, <laughs> I was just reaching the point where I could venture down the street without being accosted by a mob of small children. But seriously, I do believe still in Santa Claus. And now that I'm privileged to present this high award, don't forget that it's performances like these that make movie audiences believe in him too. The ladies who've been nominated for the best performance by an actress in a supporting role are... Barbara Bel Geddes in I Remember Mama, RKO Radio. Ellen Corby, also in I Remember Mama, RKO Radio. Agnes Moorhead in Johnny Belinda, Warner Brothers. Gene Simmons in Hamlet. J. Arthur Rank, Two Cities Film, Universal International, British. Claire Trevor in Key Largo, Warner Brothers. And the winner, ladies and gentlemen, the winner is... Claire Trevor.
0: I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, this is one of the happiest moments of my life. And also that... I have three boys, and I hope they grow up to be directors or writers so that they can give their old lady a job. (laughs) My love to my husband, who gave me such encouragement. Thank you.
1: And so that's what happened. Claire Trevor's performance. And here's a taste of that performance in Key Largo.
0: Well? My gowns were gorgeous always low-cut, very decollete. I wore hardly any makeup, just some lipsticks, that's all. No lights, just a baby spot. I wouldn't have any entrance. They'd they'd play the intro in the dark, and and a spot would come on, and, and there I'd be. Go ahead, sing. Moaning low, my sweet man, I love him so. Though he's me as can be. Sweet man should pass me by If I die, where will he be? He's the kind of man Needs the kind of woman Like me Don't know any reason Why he treats me so poorly What have I gone and done? Makes my trouble double with his worries when surely I ain't deserving of none. Moaning low, my sweet man is gonna go when he goes all- He's the kind of man, needs the kind of woman, like me. Give me that drink now, Johnny. No. Johnny. No. But you promised. So what? You said that... But you were right.
1: And so Edward G. Robinson's Johnny Rocco, he basically belittles her. He says that he'll give her a drink because she's an alcoholic. If she'll sing that number. And that's what happens. And that earned her the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. 1948. I mean, think about that. That's the year of Hamlet. She beat out out Gene Simmons. She she beat out Barbara Bel Geddes, who went on to do Dallas. Agnes Moorhead, who went on to do *Bewitched* as Endora. My God, this film! Mm. The film was shot primarily on the Warner Brothers Studios, Burbank. In order to keep up costs down, the beach and hotel exterior were constructed on Warner Brothers backlot. The interior scenes were filmed on a soundstage, and the boat scenes were filmed in Soundstage Twenty One. Exterior shots of the hurricane were taken from stock footage used in Night Unto Night, a Ronald Reagan melodrama, which Warner Brothers also produced in 1948. Filming took 78 days. The boat used by Rocco's gang to depart Key Largo was Bogart's character at the helm is named the Santana, which also is the name of Bogart's personal 55-foot boat sailing yacht. Yeah. There was even a song about Key Largo. It, uh... I mean, this film holds up. I mean, it's such a powerful film. And that truly is a Nirvana cast, as the interviewer said to uh, Lauren Bacall. (sighs) It's one of my favorites. So as always, Unpleasant Dreams, and um, here's looking at you, kid. (coughs)